Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On The Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On The Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Hello, testing, one, two, three, four. We're being pushed to the next level. With we the are. In the room. <laughs> uh, say something, Kevin. Testing, one, two, three, four. Hello. Is that the right one? Are we good? You said you wanted to say something nice for a change. Do you want to say that at the outset, or do you want to wait until we drag the thing down a little bit? (laughs) Let's start off on a high note. How about that instead? Sounds reasonable. Uh, I wanted to say that I thought uh, that I was really happy to see that the Shikolami School Board, the superintendent, Dr. Bendel, and everybody did everything they possibly could to let these kids play this game. Yeah, it's heartbreaking. It it is. It really is. I mean, I I realize that it is... You know, not you know, it, it is not. Uh, it, it's sports, and a lot of people don't feel the importance of sports. But you know, these kids put in a lot of effort and a lot of time in a year that was just completely different than any other, to say the least. In case anybody isn't familiar with it, uh, Shikolimi's high school uh, basketball team uh, made the state playoffs, right? And they would have played tonight in the first round. Is that right. The it, round? it would have been a quarterfinal quarterfinal, uh, quarterfinal game on Friday, and it would be the first uh, appearance in the state playoffs. Not not only that, but it's their first district title since 1979. So the fact that they got a chance to play that game and win that game is historic enough. But I, I you know, again, I, I don't think enough is said that uh, they did, the, the school board and the district and the superintendent did everything they possibly could to let these kids play, and they just had to follow, you know, the the guidelines and the state guidelines. And I think they did the right thing. And I want to say thanks. Well, I just wish it had turned out differently. I, and I think there are a lot of folks that have that same feeling. I know Dave, Richie, and I both that we're, we're spending the entire week uh, wondering, you know, is the game at uh, the weekend is the game on, game off, and then getting ready for the game. And uh, again, it, it's uh, you can't say enough about everybody doing something to make this possibly happen, and unfortunately, just could not do it. They just had too many issues along the way. But did you pound uh, the table in your office when you heard the news? <laughs> No, no, I heard I, an earthquake yesterday. I went, uh-oh. They no, I might have yelled, you know, but, uh, yeah, and even in talking to the folks at Lower Dauphin, Lower Dauphin said, listen, uh, we hope they can get this done. We want to play this game. We think this is going to be a good matchup. Um, and, and I also wonder, and, and I don't know the, the background of this, but I also feel a little bit for Central Mountain. I mean, they ended their season on Thursday, so they thought maybe they found out over the, you know, Monday that the PIAA said, hey, you're going to be on standby in case Shikolami can't make this game, but you know Monday typically would have been turning your jerseys, start looking at spring sports. Um, you know, assuming maybe that's what happened, they got a call yesterday that said, "Hey, by the way, you're going to play on Friday and you're going to go to Hummelstown. Good luck." Oh, I wonder what they <laughs> so, would do. I thought maybe it would just be a forfeit of the game. No, uh, so did, well, actually, everybody involved in that thought the same thing. But the PIAA uh, contacted Central Mountain, and Central Mountain will make the trip down to Hummelstown to take on Lower Dauphin on Friday night. 
Well, and I'm going to root for Central Dol- or Central Mountain because that would be Shikalimi <laughs> playing that game. Well, yeah, that, that would be that would be accurate. It's one right. of our and that's a very and, and that's a very good team, and the, and they will have a very good opportunity. That's how much of a uh, that's how good of a win it was last uh, Thursday for Shikalimi. They played a very good team that they uh, lost to twice during the regular season. Yeah. So this could be a team that's been bonked out of the playoffs that could beat a team that fought their way in. E- even better, this could be a team that didn't win a district title. Oh, okay. In a year that only district champions were supposed to go to the tournament. So, you know, normally a second place team would have an opportunity in the tournament, but it would be a m- much bigger tournament. Uh, this year it's a much smaller tournament because they're only taking district champions. So it could be the only non district champion, at least at this point, that could end up going on and possibly going to Hershey and winning states. I'd okay. love to double uh, second guess the PIAA. I see a bright future for me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. There's a lot of people that second guess the PIAA on a regular basis. Enough of this positive stuff. We have work to do here, Kevin. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you, John. We had to drag this thing down in the mud again. <laughs> I appreciate the opportunity, but like I said, I, I think uh, a big a big thank you and a yep, big for round Dr. of applause go to those folks. Yep. Now, can I ask you while you're at the microphone, what did you do with all the junk I've been accumulating for years? You threw all our stuff out of here. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we're, we're cleaning things out, uh, and we're bringing in the makeup crew. Uh, for you guys, not for the room. You mean <laughs> we're trying to we're trying to make you guys look better for a on the mark video broadcast that will be coming in the uh, next few weeks. So we're going back online with video, eh? Yes, uh, we 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 experimented with it a few <laughs> years ago, had some success, learned a little bit over the uh, basketball season and wrestling season, and uh, now we're going to bring it to bring the. Uh, WKOK Sports YouTube channel to a WKOK YouTube channel and uh, add a little more uh, add a little bit more video to the Well if it means radio. Lawrence can't wear these darn suspenders I'm in favor of it. <laughs> I don't need much makeup but uh, <laughs> well the, the, he's going to have to get rid of the I uh, thought the next time I wore makeup would be when they did me up for the funeral. Oh, 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 <laughs> can I have the guy that did me on on the mark? Mark, mark is going to have to get rid of the uh, Robin Williams uh, rainbow yes, suspenders uh, yes, that's yes, just yes, not going to yes. work on the uh, that will never work. Well, and I wear jeans about every day for the past year. Well, nobody's going to be seeing the no, bottom right. part of no, it. Yeah, right. They're only, we're so only jeans be... and a tie. I, right. I don't like that look. I've uh, never liked well, that Well, I look. don't like the look of you taking your shoes off during the program, but i got to <laughs> live with it. And this program's gone into a different direction. We won't, yeah, we won't see that. All right. Thank you, Kevin. Yeah, thank you, Kevin. It's, it's incredible. Always a pleasure, sir. All right. Well, I'm gonna lo- we're going to lose the seaweed. Some days more than others, but always a pleasure. <laughs> we're going to lose the seaweed, too, all the time that went in to paint them. The, the, it's called tech. All right, they're going to be behind the uh, behind the screen. Okay, well, welcome on board, everybody. This is WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. It is the day after St. Patrick's Day, 2021. It is March 18th. It is a Thursday. This is the last day in Joe McGranahan's retirement-shortened week. He has to endure a retirement-lengthened weekend, so he is going to be off the rest of the week, and Ben Reikley will be in tomorrow. On the mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Please do as I have done on many occasions, including lately, go to sunburymotors.com, pick out another F-150. That's what I do. Where do you see the blue color of this? It's like a royal Again? blue with metal flake. Yep. They must be so tired of you over there. <laughs> I know, and then they arrive on the truck, and they're like, uh, he's just doing that, too. Uh, actually, this particular one is no on No wonder the they have such a large inventory. You've ordered it.
ordered in everything they have over there. <laughs> I say that. I say to Kyle, I want to drive an F-150. It's that royal blue one with the six-foot bed and everything. He says, oh, do you want to talk about it on the air? It's like, no, I just want to drive it. <laughs> anyway, uh, they are our sponsor. So please do as I've done uh, with a much more amount of seriousness at uh, sunburymotors.com. Toll-free line now open, 1-800-795-9565. There have been a number of topics we've talked about lately. Uh, there's a gun control measure that's advancing in uh, Washington, D.C. That would It's not exactly the universal, universal background checks, but it would uh, uh, create a lot more background checks and extend the time that the FBI has to vet people. Uh, President Trump did endorse getting a vaccine recently, so we can talk about that. Uh, we have an excerpt of that conversation on Fox. Uh, governor Cuomo, still governor, so <laughs> Joe irritated about that. Of course, we're talking about the crisis at the southern border. Uh, we haven't seen any resolution of that. It is really uh, given Fox News and Sean Hannity a lot to chew on. So those are the topics lately. 1-800-795-9565. You can email us and on the mark at WKOK.com or text us at 70236. You hear about Steny Hoyer? Uh, no, I haven't heard anything he about him He was speaking lately. about the bill, uh, to this gun control bill, if you mm. want to call it that. And he said, let's not add more names to this registry of grief. He's the number two Democrat in the House. And reading from a lengthy list of recent mass shootings and noting they had fallen sharply in the past year, he said, let's not rely on a pandemic to do what we ought to have done so long ago. Let's pass these bills and reduce gun violence the right way. These bills going to reduce gun violence? Well, universal. Would they have stopped the guy in Florida? No. Uh, you you don't know that they'll reduce gun violence, but they go into Senator Toomey's quote-unquote common-sense measures that could make us safer category. Well, universal background checks would do that. Uh, we know that a longer period for the FBI to scrutinize uh, background checks that are underway would have prevented one individual from buying a gun legally in the Atlanta church shooting. Uh, the FBI had to relinquish their investigation that was underway on him because it had gone past the three-day deadline. So this bill that is now in the U.S. Senate and probably won't go anywhere, I think, what do you need, like a dozen... Republicans to get things advanced these well, days? Well, unless they, unless they get rid of the filibuster, which they're talking oh, okay. about doing well, yeah, in order. that conversation. But didn't President Biden say he doesn't support eliminating the filibuster today? Well, he said many blending? things, and then he's changed his mind about them, so I don't know what where he right. stands at the moment. Well, I saw he brought up and talked about yesterday the idea of adding a judge to the U.S. Supreme Court. <laughs> Did we not just go through finally laying to rest that he wasn't interested in having that conversation? So ten judges, which means five to five ties all well, the time. Yeah, that sounds like a real plan. Joe, Adding a judge is is like you know what's what's a dead lawyer at the bottom of the sea, a, a, good, start? a good start. Well, yeah, no, that's adding not a, a good good thing. A tenth judge is uh, a good start. This would would of course be the philosophy behind that. Okay, so yeah, we're talking about these changes in gun laws. They left the House and had a couple of Republican votes. Uh, I would think you could probably pick up a Republican vote somewhere, but uh, a dozen of them, or ten to twelve, I think is the number they would need. Uh, in the would seem unlikely. And plus, of course, that also requires every Democrat, including Democrats from red states, to stay on board. Uh, the particular bill uh, would yeah, require more background checks for all gun sales, basically. Uh, Internet sales are essentially already controlled. Shows that happen within, or sales that happen within a gun show are already uh, background checked. But a lot of people may use the parking lot of a gun show to do a meetup. But, you'd, you know, that's a... a, a 
an erroneous name for that loophole because they should call it uh, the parking lot of Walmart loophole because you can meet anywhere you want to with a prospective buyer. Well, they say polling then and now conducted by multiple companies shows that over 80% of voters support the legislation. Do you support it? You're a gun owner. Uh, yeah, I, yes, I absolutely do support increasing background checks for every gun sale. So there's just too many individuals that shouldn't have rifles like a, like an AR type rifle that can buy it. To, you know, like let's suppose you happen to own one. You know, like you went crazy ten years ago or something. You could just go down to Walmart and sell it to whomever you so chose or anywhere. You could you know you could bring the fella to your house or anything if you wanted to to sell it. So uh, people should have to buy a back uh, go undergo a background check to buy a gun. It's just that simple. Any gun. Any gun. Even a rifle for hunting. Even a rifle for hunting. And I, the family loophole is supposedly in there so that you can hand guns down to family members if you're giving to them at no cost. So uh, that's there. Well, what well, if that person you're giving the gun to is mentally unstable? That's an unwise choice, then, for right. you to do. But, but there's that, nothing that to stop still, it. It's still incumbent upon you to keep your gun in your possession and to not transfer it to anybody who shouldn't have one. So that, on that never of, changes. Let's say on a scale of 0 to 100%, how much more safe is this legislation going to make us? What percentage would you estimate, given your experience with guns? How much How much safer? I, I, I don't think you can... Us, Attribute. I can't anyway. Do put a percentage on it, but it is a common sense gun measure that could make us safer. There's just no other way <laughs> to go around safe. it. Well, yeah, you know, setting fire to every gun and burning them up could make us safer too. Right? Stan is laughing so loud he's not even connected yet. We're just hearing him through the air. Go ahead, Stan. Uh, all gun control is racist. Oh no! Here, all we right, go. because all gun control affects mostly the lower income and minorities more so than it does the people that need it the most. Need a gun the most to protect themselves in these crime-ridden neighborhoods. It affects them the most. Okay, so anytime anybody brings up gun control, they are racist. There's a black man that likes guns. What he what he thinks of that, and has studied the history on gun control. Started back in Jim Crow. You know, they restricted the rights of the black man to own firearms down south. Well, how do you equate that, Stan, how do you equate that with the fact that in major metropolitan cities, most of the shooting deaths, whether we like to admit it or not, are black on black? Ah, but they're black criminals. Come on. They are, you know, so, so the criminals in those urban areas that have strict gun control, Chicago being number one choice right now, the law-abiding citizens, the ones who are just trying to live their lives, go back their lives, make a living, they can't easily get a firearm for protection from the criminals, all right? So why, why is that? What, what has all the restrictions done for these people? It's done nothing. The criminals still get what they want when they want it. How are you going to stop it? Now, this increased background check without a registry, as I've said in the past, is worthless. Because unless they know what you have, they don't know what you're transferring. Correct? Think about it real hard. All right. That sounds reasonable. So registries are illegal under current law. Okay? The government supposedly can't, you know, do a registry. I won't say it's not happening down there when all the dealers send all their information down there when they close up shop. Because all that... All the paperwork that people have filled out over the years to purchase a firearm from a dealer goes to a repository down in West Virginia where they microfilm everything so that they can, quote, do traces on it. Now, I have no idea. They say they don't have it 
cataloged. That it's easy for them to go find, you know, the guns and who owned them. But I'm beginning to think that's a lie too. Just, just saying. But well, what? How? How? If you had to guess, what percentage would you say this is going to make us safer if this enact is enacted? <laughs> I know this. Zero. One. I know this one. Okay. <laughs> I'm good at Zero. some math. So it's, you don't see nothing's <laughs> changed. You know, all the people violating the laws. You know, killing people, shooting people, robbing people. They're already breaking the laws. There are. You know, the one the criminals that come out of prison that are felons. They're not. They can't. They can't go to a gun shop and buy a gun. So they go down to their local neighborhood, and Joe Blow's standing on the street corner selling one out of the trunk of his car. He's going to buy it from him at a, at a premium price. Well, where Joe Blow He's get, still where, get one? Where did Joe Blow get that gun he's selling? He probably stole it or got it from somebody else that was wasn't allowed to have it. Okay, so then maybe a piece of common sense legislation would be to file criminal charges against people who allow their guns to be stolen. Uh, first of criminals? all. <laughs> Wait a minute! Allow their guns to be stolen, Joe? Well, come they on. don't. Obviously, you they know, haven't protected them. If somebody them. breaks into your house, do you allow people to come into your house to steal anything? <laughs> no, but all guns should be in safes, or they should be locked up. No, 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 no. Well, no. Joe, then they're kind of useless for their intended purpose. <laughs> well, that's yeah, my point. You know, how do, how do you solve this problem? You're saying that the problem is illegal gun sales, and that many times they've got stolen guns. Look, you guys are way into the no, weeds the, here. No, the problem is the criminals. Okay, the okay. criminals don't care what laws you, they pass. They can pass all the background check laws they want and have all the registration laws they want. The criminals don't care. They're didn't still going to do what they're going to do. Didn't it used to be that if you committed a crime with a gun, it was an automatic five-year add-on to your sentence? Is that still in force? I, I, I think it still is, but they've got to prosecute. See, that's the thing with Shapiro. Mark sent me a thing, which I didn't read it all completely, but, you know, about the Eagle Arms not at their gun shows not allowing 80% receivers to be sold because... You know, the state's attorney general's people went to Philly, followed the people to bought at a gun show and went to Philly, and they raided the house and found meth and these guys in the back building these guns. Oh, my gosh. Well, <laughs> well, what my question is, what are they going to do to those guys? Because I know of a case out in California where they did the same thing out in California. They went into this motorcycle shop. They were building these 80, I think it was 80% ARs, which they had to finish the receivers to make them usable, functional. Not just put parts in them, but they have to mill them out and do whatever they got to do to them. They were selling them out of the back of the uh, motorcycle shop to gun, uh, gangbangers. So, you know what that, that people got for a sentence? No, I don't. A to total of four months. Four months in prison. Do you think maybe they should have got just a little bit more? Well, it would My seem, personal seem reasonable. thinking, I think they should have got death because they were dealing in death. Those type of people are dealing in death. Mm-hmm. Okay, but you know the penalty for that isn't death. So what do we what do we do short well, okay. of killing people? Well, it's, it, it should be more than four months, don't you think? It should be, but you know the judges. Let's face it, in California, look at what the attorney general's done out there. He's facing a recall, or they're trying to organize a recall because he's allowing people out of jail who will go on to commit heinous crimes. I mean, it seems to me that we need a comprehensive approach. If criminals are the problem, then we shouldn't be letting people out who have committed crimes so easily. Uh, Joe? Yeah? Joe? How, how many laws are on the books right now that make it illegal for felons to purchase firearms? Probably a hundred. Hundreds. <laughs> well, at, hundreds. Least, at least one hundreds that's Hundreds, if blatant. not more. Okay. So one more law is going to make a difference? No, it's <laughs> not. All it's going to do is penalize the guy that has never done anything to anybody that just wants to own a gun for self-protection or go out and shoot on a Sunday and enjoy himself. They're the ones that are going to pay the price. 
which is the way it always is. The people who do nothing pay the price for the, and the for price, low life what is that the, commit the crime. What is the price? That You mean the $25 fee? Well, Plus. whatever. You know, the, the, the restrictions to make it more expensive to purchase, to make it harder to purchase. You know, and, and, and the other gun laws, you know, H.R. 127, that they're trying to push through, which they'll push through the House. You know, they, they want to create 50% or more tax on ammunition and firearms. You know, an $800 a year insurance policy that you got to purchase from the government. Then if you have an AR or something, they want you to register them for like $200 a year, each one. And, and, and a gun license to be able to purchase. The last time I checked, it's unconstitutional to require licensing of a constitutional right. Well, why would you need a... Well, I don't know. You have talked about so many things. I don't even know where to begin. But let, let's start out with race. W- would not tighter gun laws and, and significantly longer penalties for uh, gun uh, law violations, would not that not benefit minorities where you might have a higher crime rate? Would that not put guns in the hands of fewer Individuals that could perturb. <laughs> okay, well, I'll take that yeah, as a big bad mark. Back to the zero. Still talking about criminals, <laughs> right? Criminals. Okay. Well, I'm talking about you're restricting the rights of people that are law-abiding that have done nothing to anybody. That don't go out and rob banks or, or rob mug people on the street or do drug deals on the corners and have guns to protect themselves from the other druggies. You're talking about the law-abiding citizen that just wants to live their life right? Okay. In, these co- in these communities and go to work and come home and live to do it. Okay. All right. Well, we got a skadoodle. But, uh, Stan, thank you so much. If this generates still more conversation, you're welcome to call back. Uh, the finding of fact on what's really happening in the gun world has been uh, the uh, Burger King crown that we've put on your head, so we appreciate you checking in. And, All right. And a lot with, with Burger King crowns lately. Well, you're putting them on everybody. <laughs> Dale gave one me joke. one. I'm going to wear it. <laughs> And I'm going to impart it on people who deserve it. Thank Thanks, you so much, Thanks, Stan. Dan. All right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five is our telephone number. We would have time for a speedy dialer on this topic. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. We stopped, started out talking about one uh, change in gun laws uh, that some folks would say us make us safer, but uh, our good caller just made it one hundred percent clear that not only would it not make us safer, but uh, there's a racial bias associated with these kinds of laws uh, that it certainly would create an eventual gun registry might not create one today but it might it would certainly have to create one eventually and um, just by attrition I mean eventually every gun that's transferred the government would know which which it was and he also talked about gun law violations that appear to have very very little uh, sentencing clout behind them so that might have well, to change the FBI has three days now to check you out. Right, and normally can do if they do so diligently, but if they're busy doing other things or they don't have time or they're waiting for a report or they don't have, you know, they didn't give it due diligence in the How three days. How many people at the FBI do you suppose are employed on this? I don't know, but that could be known. Look it up. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. We're talking about gun laws right at the moment and a proposed change. We take a speedy dialer uh, when we come back. If you want to have a fun day, you have to drive a Hyundai from Sunbury Motors Hyundai. Sunbury Motors Hyundai has 18 brand new 2020 Hyundais that have to go now. Now. Two 
Moves from seven 2020 Elantras with savings up to $49.70 starting at $16,997. 2020 Tucson Sport SUVs have a $56.90 discount and start at $25,740. Hurry in, only two left. One last 2020 Santa Fe with a $6,050 discount was $39,585, now only $33,535. And there's one last Veloster for only $18,785. Now is the time for big discounts on 2020 new Hyundais at Sunbury Motors Hyundai. Hyundai is still producing amazing cars with the 2021 North American Car of the Year. The Hyundai Elantra. Save 2622 on this award-winning sedan starting at 19823. Now is the time. And Sunbury Motors Hyundai is the place in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza. Sunbury. All right, we've got a caller standing by, and uh, that'll take care of the calls for this uh, segment of the show. But we have open phones during the 9 a.m. hour, and we can talk about all the big issues of the day. Good morning, Dan. Thanks for waiting through the break. You're on the mark. Hey, good morning, fellas. Well, you know, this sort of fits in with what I was talking about yesterday, more government control under this Democratic administration. They want to throw more controls on the people, and we're losing our individual rights, just like firearms ownership. Little by little, they're chipping away. Big Brother wants more control over the people, and if they get this legislation, we lost some more rights. They'll make it so we can't afford to own a firearm besides confiscation of them but I'm going to say once you lose your right to firearms you're going to lose your light for biblical Christianity next. You got a gun Dan? You have a gun? Yeah (laughs) I have several of them I've owned a lot over the years I sold some and then get a different one well, we're not really, I don't think anybody's trying to make more things illegal just in general. I mean, we're trying to regulate guns, which are already heavily regulated, so we're trying to enact gun laws that make even more sense. But there's a wide range of things that are being decriminalized or deregulated. You know, I mean, I think of, I'm going to use drugs as an example, but there's a wide range of other things. Good example. Where there's fewer laws, where people want less restrictions, you know, the, where the broad general public doesn't want more government control. Dan, I'm going to either, what do you want to do? Put on hold or wait or call back? Uh, I'll call back if no one calls. All right. All right. We'll chat later, Dan. Thank you so much. But uh, yeah, I don't think government control is the real specific issue here, but we'll talk about that. This is WKOK Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show, On the Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe is directly across from me. I'm here. Categorically wrong on most of the conversations that says we have. Says you. Says you. Days. 
And so he is there. Mr. Rob Setter is our fabulous producer. Fabulous, sir. He couldn't be. He would just love to say, on the mark, when you dial 1-800-795-9565, serves as our call screener. He does archiving for the sunrise and just takes fabulous care of us in every way. And, of course, when I forget to take commercial breaks. He sends uh, a reminder over. <laughs> right. A little red flag <laughs> warning goes up. So we appreciate that. That's just some of it. But he takes good care of us in every way. So we appreciate uh, that. And uh, we invite you to call in. As we mentioned, we had a couple of topics kind of being talked about today. Uh, one is a measure that, uh, that would change gun laws in America to enact not universal background checks, but certainly widely uh, increase the number of background checks that are happening in the U.S. So we had uh, one call related to that. And we have some texts on that topic as well. But if you wish to weigh in on that, feel free to do so. Of course, we have a crisis on the U.S. southern border. The Trump administration had things relatively sealed there. Now, many illegal crossings are happening of adults and many kids. Of course, they get in legally. If they cross on their own, they're accepted into the custody of uh, U.S. immigration. Uh, and well, I guess they changed the name of the Customs and Border Patrol. Folks uh, get to take good care of those uh, kids. So there's a way overflow of kids down there. So that crisis is continuing. Governor Cuomo is still in office, which irritates Joe to no end. And, it should uh, irritate everybody. Well, <laughs> what, the Governor Cuomo is still in office? I don't know that that irritates me. Other things that you do irritate me, but not that. So, All right, we do have some news headlines, but we have open phones, 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com and text us at 70236. The city of Shemokin has received funding to complete a study to determine if the proposed changes in the flood zones are accurate. It would put more than 200 properties that previously haven't been flooded and weren't in a flood zone in the new flood zone. Of course, that means you could cost you thousands of dollars per year in flood insurance and would have a very negative impact on the downtown. State Senator John Gordner and House Member Kurt Mosser uh, secured an earmark for $130,000 in state funding for a study to find out why an additional 234 residential and commercial structures are in the floodplain, which do not belong there. In many people's view, the proposed federal changes would cripple the downtown, according to Kurt Mosser. So they're going to study that so that they have an informed uh, refuting of that. Refutation. Refutation. Thank you. I was going to say that, but I, wasn't, I, I never say a word I can't say. <laughs> so thank you. A Valley community leader with autoimmune disease is hoping her journey to deciding to receive the COVID-19 vaccine will help others in a similar position. Joanne Troutman of Mifflinburg happens to be president of the United Way locally, shared this in a recent USA Today article and told us she did her research thoroughly, did receive a vaccine, and did have a mild reaction. It did flare up some minor neuropathy symptoms, especially after the first vaccine. And my colleagues at Geisinger knew that and were so wonderful. I'm happy to talk about my experience if it could possibly help one other person. You can check out more of her remarks on the WKOK podcast page. Penn State has decided not to host the blue-white game this year, but will allow first-year students to attend the final spring practice. The university also said the spring 2021 graduates, like yours truly only several decades ago, can have an in-person commencement in Beaver Stadium, but there will be a virtual option there if you don't wish to attend. And finally, a group in Pittsburgh is trying to shed light on truly how much violence is geared toward Asian Americans in the city. A 
KDKA TV reporter Nicole Ford spoke with one person who's helping to spearhead uh, that effort. A Pitt graduate student is on that team. Our team is worried about like the after effects, like people are still going to associate or still are associating the virus with Asianness. And even if people are vaccinated, there's still going to be that that sentiment. And so that's something that we are trying to figure out how to combat that or just how to address that right now. The local chapter of the Asian Pacific American Labor Alliance is working to spread awareness. Apollo sent this letter into the community asking for other organizations to stand in solidarity in the fight against anti-Asian racism. President Biden tweeted Wednesday night that recent violence against Asian Americans is un American. Finally, okay, I think I said finally. Well, you before. realize that the investigation well, has indicated it had nothing to do with Asian bias, the shootings. Oh, the, the Atlanta, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, this story's not tied to that. It's just okay. just because uh, Asian, uh, anti-Asian violence is... It almost is, seems like they're disappointed. Uh, you know, the media's disappointed it wasn't related to that because they couldn't then report. I don't know about the media, but I heard people were pretty disappointed. You know, they certainly made that connection based on the description of the victims of the uh, thing, and, and the media may be, you know, perfectly fueling that, but we heard several individuals, private individuals, say, well, that can't be right. <laughs> they, the FBI's missing the boat. The guy had to have it in for Asians, you know. Okay. It's like, well, if he's if he says no, all right, well, he probably knew, he probably lawyered up, who said, hey, don't say anything no, actually, about Asians. he's been Asians. cooperating, and he, oh, he's he? the okay. one that told the investigators that it had nothing to do with not liking Asians. Right, but he probably knew that if if he had he admitted that, he could be charged with a hate crime, which would be a much stronger he's penalty. He's already killed eight people. I think he's in enough trouble. <laughs> he's, he's right. He's, he's, he's cooked. All right. Finally, one out of five adults in the U.S. have been vaccinated. One out of five. So and nearly 40 million people are fully vaccinated in the U.S. The CDC says more than 113 million doses have been administered so far. That is actually ahead of the schedule that was outlined by the CDC. And a person who has been relatively quiet on this topic, spoke out on Fox News recently. I would recommend it, and I would recommend it to a lot of people that don't want to get it, and a lot of those people voted for me, frankly, but, you know, I, again, we have our freedoms, and we have to uh, live by that, and I agree with that also, but it's a great vaccine, it's a safe vaccine, and it's uh, something that works. There you go. President Trump recommending the vaccine for people. So there's we ha that we haven't had that soundbite. We he should append him to the commercial that we're airing from the other president. <laughs> well, he was invited. So, I, but I don't know what went wrong with that. I told you what my suspicions were before, but uh, I'm not going to get I into. I doubt that. they invited him. <laughs> <laughs> well. I suspect that he wanted his name on it so that he could say, if you call it the Trump vaccine or the warp speed vaccine, I'll be on the ad. But yeah, you, you were talking about that public service announcement we just heard a little while ago that uh, yeah, talks about the, uh, some of the former presidents talking about the vaccine. Jimmy Carter's not on it. He has received the vaccine. I think he's I been on the one in, I saw on TV. He was on the one I saw. Yeah, he on has TV. received the vaccine and has talked about the vaccine, but he's not. No, in I think this he was on this commercial, the uh, the same commercial that airs on TV. I think Jimmy Carter was. Oh, on he it. is in there, but not I'm in the radio version, he was. not the thirty second version. Okay, <laughs> they cut out Jimmy Carter. Isn't that something? The forgotten president. <laughs> Poor guy. All right, he's the best ex president we ever had. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five is our telephone number. Uh, we talked about the. Uh, 
what it certainly had some of the earmarks of a hate crime, but turned out to be just uh, what a, can I say a deranged individual who uh, had a sex addiction, who's addiction, and said he wanted to eliminate more temptation, and uh, shot uh, eight people to death. Seems like it'd be simpler if he just shot himself. To solve the issue. Well, yeah, right. there's a hundred other he ways was to the, deal He with was this. the one that had the problem. <laughs> Joseph, thanks for calling in. You're on the mark. Yeah, that was a good suggestion there. <laughs> right. No, I want to comment on that man. Obviously, he's a very religious man, but he's so deceived and he's uh, so possessed. Uh, I was watching CNN this morning, and they're really pushing the race issue. I do not believe uh, for one moment that this is a race issue with this man that shot it. Ninety percent of your spas and your uh, manicure places, your uh, you know, uh, are Asian, okay? And so he was obviously frequenting these spas, and I don't know what was going on in them, but uh, obviously it might have been sexual. <clears throat> and uh, as a religious man, which he probably was, because he said he did it because of faith, you know, he didn't want to be tempted. And so uh, I know the scripture says, as the Savior said, if your right eye offend you, pluck it out, and if your hand offend you, cut it off. Now, he didn't mean that. He meant, don't look at that. Don't go there anymore. Don't touch that. You know what I mean? And so obviously this man was tempted. He was unsaved. He didn't have the spirit of the Almighty in him, so he allowed Satan to use him to try and uh, eliminate the temptation in a stupid, idiotic, ignorant, uh, demonic way, of course. And um, that's uh, what I feel about this here, uh, that it wasn't racial. It was simply religious and had to do with his sexual immorality. I don't, even think, I don't even think it was religious. I think it was sexual. The guy had a sexual fetish, apparently. Yeah, right. But why would he want to kill people that he's having pleasure with? It's because sex is pleasurable, of course. I, I guess well, he well, wouldn't do it. Yeah, I, I got a point you see there. What I mean, he didn't want to be tempted. And in his stupidity and his ignorance of the word of Yahweh, how you can overcome that, uh, hey, I had sexual temptations. And uh, through the blood of Yahshua, and I rebuke the devil when those temptations come, okay. and look the other way. Wow. I, mean, I mean, I'm a man, I'm tempted. Uh, you're a man, you're tempted with a beautiful woman, I'm sure. You know, but you don't chase after or do something like that. You, you turn away from that sin. But he didn't know how to do that. He didn't know how to apply the, uh, the spiritual principles of the Bible. And, and the blood of Yeshua and, and turn from temptation. Well, there are many people who believe that uh, that sex uh, should be legalized, that their prostitution, prostitution should be legalized as it is in um, Nevada in some counties. Well, of course. <laughs> That's Satan's agenda. But you take Joseph what? in Egypt. Uh, Potiphar's wife wanted to lay with him. Right. And he was, she was probably a, a good-looking woman. And he was tempted and tempted, and he finally run out of the house and, and uh, run away from that. But he was a young man. I'm sure his hormones were just as active as yours or mine at that age, and he did not yield to that temptation because he knew right. it was wrong. We got you. Thank you so much, Thank Joseph. You. Thank, he you. Didn't Thank, kill, you. Thank you. He didn't kill Potiphar's wife. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No. Right. Everybody knows that. But All right. Thank you, Joseph. Thank you so much. Okay. If I could think there, there's a story in the Bible about somebody, a king who sent uh, the wife or the husband of one of his uh, interests, romantic interests off to battle to be killed, so... People have done a lot of things for sex and love over the years that probably are 
are not all that wholesome. Joe, I got to stop you there. No dogma. <laughs> Sorry. All Upper, right. Uh, anything in front of you is fair game. All right. Good morning. All these big babies crying over gun laws, probably Republicans. What's wrong with America making America safer than it is? Well, the question is whether or not these gun laws are going to make us safer. That's the question, unless you just like gun laws. Okay, this starts here. Then, all right, the whole Cuomo sexual harassment scandal is a diversion from the real Cuomo scandal in New York, the forced acceptance of COVID patients into nursing homes, and the predictable mass deaths. If the nursing home scandal would be put under the scrutiny it deserves, other Democrat governors from New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and Michigan would be in the same hot water Cuomo should be in. Well, I think not being talked about in the Cuomo nursing uh, conversation is the fact that uh, he promulgated and the legislature approved changes in laws as they relate to nursing homes that you couldn't prosecute them. This same immunity that gun dealers or gun manufacturers have from uh, suit because of one of their guns used in uh, some sort of a crime. Uh, nursing homes were given that same situation in New York. Now, I don't. Pennsylvania's laws changed also about I'm not sure what that is, but they were protected so that you wouldn't immediately go after them and sue them, and so they had a certain liability protection right off the bat. And Governor Cuomo was right in the middle of that and making sure that that happened. It was buried in a bill and uh, was, wasn't really the main point of a bill that made it through the legislature fast and, and that ended up getting enacted. So he's he promulgated that, and that should be part of a- any suit that you bring in New York should be that. All right, uh, we are talking about... Uh, guns and uh, let's see this text uh, to keep the there you go there's that and then it goes to the right. gun registration leads to gun confiscation look no further than Venezuela for a recent example when the guns were confiscated the people had no means to keep the boot of the government off their proverbial throats all right Dan you get a minute and then we'll take the break amen go, go amen it's right exactly what'll happen and <laughs> Up in Canada now. I hope Stan calls back. They took a lot of the gun rights away in Canada, and how it mushrooms. Uh, they had a Christian minister up there preaching against certain sins that that you can't talk about anymore, and they took and he was jailed for a while. It was on the Christian Broadcasting News Network. So it goes hand in hand, and it's just the way government is not always your friend. Most of the time, they want to control you. You look over the world, any any nation that has gun control, the people don't have any rights. You just look at China, Red China. Uh, look at Russia now and look at North Korea. Them people have virtually no rights because there's gun control. And, and North Korea is not even allowed to listen to the radio. What? Yep, they're not allowed to listen to anything but sanctioned radio. If you have a shortwave radio, you can be jailed. Because you may hear a broadcast like Voice of America, or you may hear, oh, oh, how terrible a gospel broadcast. Oh, how bad that is. But any controlled government, 
they do not want you to have. Okay. Hey, we've given you two minutes, Dan, but we got to move on here and take a break. It, Thanks yeah, for your I call. Hope Stan calls in okay. and explains Canada's laws. Okay. All right. Thank That's you. Sure. I, I don't know them all. Okay. You have yeah. a great You one. too. Take care. All right. 1 800 is our yeah. telephone number. We've got open phones. Uh, we can talk about the president's endorsement of vaccination, uh, the uh, former president's endorsement of vaccination. Uh, of course, we are talking about some changes in gun laws that uh, some folks say would say uh, make us safer and others say nope that would never happen. Well we could talk about the fake alleged transparency the Biden administration is going to have although it won't allow anybody to see what's going on at the border. The transparency didn't work out. Okay. No I'm sure it didn't. A, what, what are they, now what? it's their mess their problem and they don't want to let anybody see how bad it is. Yeah, one of our good uh, clip, uh, listeners sent us a clipping from MSNBC that uh, talks about the Biden administration shutting off the media so we'll talk about that shortly. We are enjoying open phones. We would love to hear from you. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. We'll be right back. If you want to have a fun day, you have to drive a Hyundai. From Sunbury Motors Hyundai. Sunbury Motors Hyundai has 18 brand new 2020 Hyundais that have to go now. now. Choose from seven 2020 Elantras with savings up to 49.70, Starting at 16997 2020 Tucson Sport SUVs have a 5690 discount and start at 25740 Hurry in, only two left. One last 2020 Santa Fe with a $6,050 discount was 39585 now only 33535 And there's one last Veloster for only 18785 Now is the time for big discounts on 2020 new Hyundais at Sunbury Motors Hyundai. Hyundai is still producing amazing cars with the 2021 North American Car of the Year, the Hyundai Elantra. Save 2622 on this award-winning sedan starting at 19823 Now is the time. And Sunbury Motors Hyundai is the place in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza. Sunbury. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. I am Mark. Mr. Joe's over there. Mr. Rob is over there. And other than that, we're here alone. But we would love uh, to have you talk to us. 1-800-795-9565. As uh, we've mentioned, we've talked about a couple of topics uh, today. Uh, proposed changes in gun laws and uh, Governor Cuomo and uh, the crisis at the U.S. southern border. Now, remember, transparency was going to be the big hallmark of the Biden administration when he took office. But there is one area where they are less transparent. Quite a few areas, actually, but this one's egregious. The Biden administration is restricting the information Border Patrol agents and sector chiefs can share with the media as a surge of migrants tests the agency's capacity at the southern border, according to four uh, current and two former Customs and Border Protection officials. The officials say the restrictions are seen as an official or an unofficial gag order, and they're often referred to that way among colleagues. The officials requested anonymity because they are not authorized to speak to the media about the topic. Border Patrol officials have been told to deny all media requests for ride-alongs with agencies along the southern land border. Local press officers are also instructed to send all information queries, even from local media, to the press office in Washington for approval. Oh my goodness! Transparency? And those responsible for cultivating data about the number of migrants in custody have been reminded not to share that information with anyone to prevent leaks, the officials said. 
hey, Joe Biden is so transparent. Man, I just love what a breath of fresh air this guy is. Well, and he lost MSNBC on this point because the NBC's reporter down there talked about this yesterday on MSNBC about the fact that they used to, I guess they would just ask for a ride along and they could ride with the Border Patrol and, you know, see what was going on and monitor what they were doing. But now that's all s- closed. There's no Well, and they won't alongs. even provide the photographs. Yesterday, Jen Psaki was asked by the White House reporter for Fox, uh, Peter Ducey, why they can't see the photographs that they uh, that the president's team took when they went down. I mean, they won't allow the team, they won't allow the media in, they won't allow anybody to see the photographs. And the president just yesterday got briefed on uh, what his staff or what his team did a week ago when they went down there. So, and he's not going to go to the border. He's not going to check it out. I mean, it is a crisis. And I, I thought it was funny. One of the reporters said, well, now if the Department of Homeland Security is involved in it, I'm sorry, if FEMA's involved in it, is it a disaster? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good point. Well, and I think this is going to be President Biden's Waterloo if he doesn't get it under control. And he's obviously going to have to be transparent. I think one of the this idea of sealing off reporters from access to what's well, and, going on. I mean, and, nothing and Nancy says... Nancy Pelosi inferring that it was uh, 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 Donald Trump's problem of all the stupid things the American well, people aren't going to buy. Well, I, you know, it may have been Donald Trump's problem, but it's President <laughs> Biden's now. I mean, you know... It's well, just, I mean, whether you like it or not, Trump had the border under control. The Democrats were complaining about that. Oh, he's, he's racist. He's horrible. He has the border under control. He's stopping people from coming in. He's putting kids in cages. Well, I think President Trump had onerous policies, particularly those that were invented by, what was a Miller fellow, what's his name, Stephen Miller or whatever his name is. Anyway, you know, this idea of, uh, you know, jailing kids and separating families, separating families permanently, that kind of stuff that was designed to send a message and probably did, you know, that that was overly, uh, uh, you know, really violent for families. But well, let me ask you this. Aren't the kids that are coming across the border being separated by their parents? By the parents' choice. Well, either that or they're going on. By their, their own. parents' choice. Uh, right, by choice. But I think there's a difference between separating yourself by choice and being separated permanently. I mean, the, you know, the President Trump separated 600 kids from their family and he kept no records of where the families were and kept no records of where the kids but were. But they came across on their own. How could he have right? Records? No argument there. Yeah, the kids definitely are at fault there. I mean, they are the, the perpetrator of this. They're the felon that crossed no, the border. Well, their parents early. are, I think. Oh, their okay. parents are the, the ones who are spending. Two and three thousand dollars to pay okay. a coyote to carry them across the border. All right. So as I was saying, this is likely to be President Biden's Waterloo if he doesn't get this under control and to do so publicly. This idea of like some Republicans wanted to send a contingent down there and they wanted to do ride alongs and were denied. So it's kind of funny when you see the MSNBC reporter in the SUV waving as he goes by, he's getting a ride along, but the Republicans weren't allowed to ride anywhere. So that's it's completely and 100 percent unsustainable in nearly every way. I can't think of anything that is a success in any of President Biden's changes, other than maybe wasting no more money on the wall. But everything else has been a disaster. And now you... Re- well, and he's got to own it. He does. And he's now being sued, by the way, by uh, seven or eight states for shutting down the pipeline. 
you know, so he's he's not exactly he's thrown a lot of those people out of work and they haven't been able to get jobs. He's created this but mess at the, the border. That's more of that's the normal flow of federal changes in laws All and right, policies well, okay. and executive Fair orders. Fair enough. Well, I mean, think of how many lawsuits were filed against uh, Trump, Trump administration yeah. policies. That doesn't <laughs> it's not ideal. Let me put it that way. But that doesn't really bother me because that's kind of how things go when you have a divided government. But this idea of, of not taking ideal care of anybody who sneaks into the U.S. legally or illegally is abhorrent. No matter who is president, it's all wrong. And, and the funny thing is, we can do better. We well, have the ability to do better. We have the ability to bar people from coming in. We have the ability to take good care of the kids that come in if you're going to accept them. We have the ability to make laws that make sense. We have the ability to screen individuals who want asylum and let them in. But we're not doing any of that. Well, what's concerning is that some of the reporting, and I don't know where it came from, maybe CBS because they're the home of original reporting. You know, they make it up. Um, <laughs> they're saying that these kids are maybe getting one shower a week and don't have enough to eat. They mean so nonfiction. If there original. is no, if there is no, uh, no transparency, where is this information coming from, and how accurate is it? Is it better than what they're saying, or worse than what they're saying? I mean, we don't know. So let's face it: when you leave a vacuum, something's going to fill it. And if, whether it's lies, innuendos, I mean, if the Biden administration, good, bad, or indifferent, would be much better off to just throw the whole thing open and say, look, this is what we created. This is what happened when we took away Donald Trump's border regulations, and now we're responsible for this. Here's what it is, and here's how we're going to solve it. Where's that soundbite that yells, fix it? <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think, you know, to be fair to President Biden, it's obvious that this has been botched, but at the same time, uh, he did inherit uh, a half a century of legacy of not properly handling that particular border. Yeah. So uh, I can't. nobody's expecting him to solve all these issues, but I, I would say that the crisis at the U.S. southern border was in, quote, stable condition, unquote, when he took office, and now it's in critical condition. And, you know, and they won't use the word crisis. Oh, no, I'm not going to get into that. You know, pretty soon kids are going to start dying, and then you're going to then you're going to get a global outcry. You know, this is a big deal in the U.S., but wait till some kids get COVID and don't get proper care or wait till, you know, some kid goes untreated or a three-year-old that's sleeping in one of these uh, uh, holding containers is uh, dies of suffocation or lack of oxygen or something like that. This is going to attract attention around the world. Not really. They're hiding it, all of it. They won't, they're not transparent, so I think they just shovel it under the rug. Then how do I know this? What? That hasn't happened yet. And you won't know that it Well, happens. they lost MSNBC. They did a great coverage of it last night, yeah. which is just Well, when he's lost terrible. MSNBC, he's lost everything. <laughs> right. It's like, what was it? When uh, the nation, when Nixon lost... No, no. That was when uh, Walter Cronkite went over to Vietnam and came back and filed his report. And Lyndon Johnson said, if we've lost Cronkite, we've lost the country. All right. 1-800-795-956. Six five. Uh, start there. Uh, go to there, calls. and then there. Let's see. Biden will never get the border under control until the wall is completed. Mark Biden is, as we speak, separating families and stacking the kids like cordwood in facilities that are beyond capacity. No social distancing there, Mark. Mark, the wall was not a waste <laughs> of money. It is necessary to control the growth of illegals crossing the border. All right. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five is our telephone number. I'm not going to respond to that at all whatsoever. I'm going to go to Mike, who's been waiting patiently. Good morning, sir. You're on the mic, on the mark. Last caller before a quick break. Go ahead. Okay. I happened to listen to a little bit of news yesterday, and, and one thing that I heard was someone from the Biden administration being confronted by a reporter, 
and asked about the crisis on the border. And he uh, basically came out and said, a crisis? You want to know what a crisis is? A crisis is when Trump's people were ripping children out of their parents' arms. Now, that's a crisis, okay? So that, that, that was the response, okay? So in my mind, and, and I'm not going to say you guys are wrong, but my opinion is, is much different than yours. I believe the Democrats, Biden administration, and the people running the show are doing exactly what they want right now. They're bringing these kids across the border. They've signaled, hey, come on, bring them all in. And uh, then once they're here, they can get their families with them, bring them here. And this is a signal. It's a political move because, listen, I didn't like Biden before this all started. And most of the people that didn't like Biden, nothing changed in their mind about what's going on right now. And the people that do like him, nothing's changing their mind. So I believe that uh, this is all about uh, a big political move. It was calculated to win uh, support from certain groups and certain minorities, and, and this is what they want to do. And, and they're going to they're going to ride this horse as long as it's sustainable. Now, maybe MSNBC is just putting on a little bit of a show. I didn't happen to see that, but I will look for uh, this uh, particular clip that you're talking about. And what show was that on, if you don't mind me asking? Mark, you know? Oh wait, I'm sorry. Say that again. What show did you see? Uh, MSNBC. <clears throat> that where they were complaining, but I guess it was a. Uh, I don't know. I start watching all three of the channels at eight p.m. and I watched them till ten. If, if, as soon as one has a commercial, I switch. It might have been on Rachel Maddow. Okay, it, it'll be easy to find. But again, I believe that this this is what they they want, and they're controlling it the best they can to bring as many people in before they have to make some change. Uh, but I this is just. The, the Democrats, what they do is they control the narrative, okay? And I'll and I, and I tell you what, I hated history. I hated studying history. I, I could fall asleep. When I was in history oh. classes, no matter where it was, I was doing my homework for my other classes. You're now on my but, prayer list. You're now on my prayer list. <laughs> I, I know. I should have been that. I wish I would have had that uh, prayer warrior a long time ago. But the, the bottom line is, and the last thing I'm going to say, is I'm starting to read about how Russia was taken over by the communists. And from what I, I mean, the big picture, what I get is the, the people that overthrew Russia and gained control with the communists, they were experts at controlling propaganda and the narrative. And I see no difference between the people, and this is my preliminary study right now, just, you know, uh, shooting from the hip. What happened in Russia can happen here in the United States. You know, everybody says, no, this is different, we're different, it can't happen here. Well, listen, anything can happen. That's the one thing I've learned in life. Anything can happen. No, you're right about that. <laughs> All right, write that down. That's a great phrase. Have that laminated for my wallet. <laughs> Thank you so much, Mike. Thanks for calling in. And I'm going to recommend some good history books to you, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You, hey, anytime you want to send me a list of important books, I'll take them. All right. Okay. Send us an email. We'll have them reply. Thank you so much, Mike. Okay. Thank All you. right. Well, 1-800-795-9565. we got one caller waiting, so stand by. Tom will be with you in a moment. Um, we have to take a quickie break. But first, I want to tell you about that Mustang again. I've been harping on that for days because it was, it was just so enamored with this vehicle. Normally, when uh, we talk about these vehicles, when we were talking about the F-150, or the Rangers or the Bronco, they just show them to me, and I look at them, and I, so the, the Bronco, I sat in that vehicle, but we didn't drive it. Uh, but uh, when I went down to look at the Mustang, uh, they said, Mark, you have to drive this. I said, well, I really don't want to drive this. You know, somebody else is going to buy it, and they don't want, uh, you know, my fat gut sitting in their seat. And they said, nope, this is a mannequin vehicle. It's not for anybody particular. It's for us to show off. You're the 
next victim. So I uh, signed this and so that I had my insurance uh, transferred to them and drove this Mustang. And it is incredible. As soon as you drive it, you know exactly why you had to drive it. Because until you've driven a vehicle that starts instantly and heats up instantly and takes off rapidly, completely silently, you haven't really visited the new generation of a vehicle. This is 100% electric Ford Mustang Mach-E Premium, 266 horsepower, so it would be capable of squealing all four tires if I would have uh, tromped on the gas, or well, I tromped on the accelerator, uh, and uh, the single-speed transmission, the two electric motors just uh, take off completely silently. Uh, you can add a little sound to it. If you want it to sound like it has a really hot muffler, you can add the sound that accelerates when you go faster, so it sounds like an old, okay, Joe wants me to make the sound again. Sounds like a Hupmobile. It goes 270 miles on a... No, that's when it's at low RPM. Okay. Uh, but goes 270 miles on a single charge. There's various models that go much farther. You can charge it up at home uh, with 110 electricity. That's just an extension cord. Or you can hook up 220 if you happen to have that in your garage or your driveway, as I do. Or you can get a little mini transformer that you put there that puts the plug-in device uh, directly in the vehicle when you pull in, and uh, that uh, charges even faster. So it's a great vehicle. Extremely economical to run and buy and to own. Consumer Reports is having a field day loving up this uh, Mustang Electric, and we invite you to do the same at the Sunbury Motor Company, sunburymotors.com. All right, welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. Farther behind, we could not be, so let's go right to the phones. Uh, Tom, you're on the mark. Thanks for waiting. Go right ahead. Uh, good morning, gentlemen. Uh, I, I believe uh, that the, my Catholic Church is going to have some responsibility for... Uh, you know Biden's policies, and that's because they're probably reaping a windfall by caring for a lot of these children. But yet, you don't hear anything out of the Pope. He's not down in South America where he came from. He he, he must obviously believe in the social one world order, and uh, he's not doing anything to stop this or to to ensure the safety of these people. Uh, I, what's going to happen again is government by subterfuge when it comes out. Uh, about how much money the church received, the, the, you know, the, the irony is the government is going to have more control over our church. And it's not just the Catholics, it's all like any other, you know, child advocacy group or Christian organization that is, uh, in a sense, complicit with the Biden's policies. Well, how, do you, how do you think they're complicit with Biden's policies? Because they're trying to help the kids? Well, in one sense, yes. I, I, you know, it, it sounds twisted. But uh, they are enabling them. They're 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 taking the money, and it's it's just it it, it it it's almost like Judas. Here's your thirty pieces of silver. You know you can do this, and it's a good thing. It's not in the end. I mean, obviously, what they are doing, it, if their mission is correct, sure they they are. But uh, when the government's got their money, their their money in your pocket, uh, their hand is on it all the time. And I just I fear for our Catholic Church, and I fear for you know. What will happen down the, the line when the government says, hey, you know, you took this, now you owe us? Well, there are many uh, relief organizations that are faith-based. There are many that are just, you know, trying to do good down there at the border. But the problem I see isn't so much that people are helping, is that the, the administration is lying about and, and obfuscating what is actually happening down there. We don't know the extent of it because they won't let us see in. They've got the door slammed shut in our faces. 
after claiming they're going to be transparent. That's why the Catholic Church has a right, obviously, to be there, and so does the Pope, to say, look, open this up. You know, what, what, you know, what is the true motive here? What is causing all these people to come? Why aren't these governments stopping it? And why isn't our government stopping it? Actually, our no, government started it. Our government started it when Biden cut loose with the from the restrictions that Donald Trump had put in place, the agreements Trump had with the Mexican president and the other countries down there. He was trying to get it under control. And whether they want to admit it or not, Biden is the one who opened the floodgate. I, I, I agree with you 100%. But I am upset with my church, it, you know, and my pope for not doing anything to stop it. You know, they speak out on all the other atrocities around, you know, that tend to be racial or the like, or economic depravity. Why are they not doing it now? And and being another voice there, if they have any kind of power or, or, or weight. Well, fair enough. Hey, thanks for your comments, Tom. Yeah, and I think the Pope has weighed in on the border crisis in the past during previous surges, correct? I believe so. Yeah, yeah maybe sure. not Pope In Francis. one sense, though, he was... You know, that, that, again, when it was criticizing Trump, I believe he jumped on that bandwagon. <laughs> but now, well, that's hard not. to resist. He, he's as silent as, you know, the rest of this administration. All right. We silent as the Sphinx. All right. Thank you so much. <laughs> really appreciate the call. Chris, you're on the mark. Last caller before a quickie break. Go right ahead. And, uh, I don't know why you're all against having Catholics come into the country. <laughs> yeah, there are quite a few. No, we're against illegal aliens coming into the country. Oh, well, so are so is everybody else. Let me st- before you finish, Chris. Let me just say this is from NBC.com. Pope Francis weighs in on the U.S. border wall crisis during his Central American tour. This was in 2019 during a surge. So he has weighed. I, th- I thought he had weighed in on this in the past, this kind of issue. But uh, of course, he's not saying anything this time. Go ahead, Chris. Well, it's hard to say what what is going on this time. You say there was a surge, but you had you had uh, several years of backed up people being staying on the other side of the border, and it was just out of sight of us. So just pent up demand. And it was also illegal in the sense that they had the right to come in and request asylum because that's in our laws. Okay, what else? And, well, the only people you say that uh, Biden uh, is encouraging them uh, to come, and the only people I hear encouraging them to come seem to be the Republicans, because they're the ones who are saying there's an open border. That's encouraging them to come, right? That's merely stating a fact that's pretty much in evidence, Chris. Well, it's not in evidence at all. Oh, yes, it is. And there is no it, it sense is to in them. which the border is open. Well, then how come we're not allowed to see what's going on down there? Why is the Biden administration hiding it from if us? If it's an open border, you certainly can go see it. But, but it's not. <laughs> it's not. It's not. It's not <laughs> open from the standpoint. Yourself, no, it's no. not open from the standpoint that Biden, who is going to be the most transparent president we ever had, won't let us see what's actually going on down there with these kids. Yeah, and that upsets you. Well, how do, how, do, how do we measure? Did to keep it everything secret didn't upset you, Chris? You can't control a problem if you can't measure it. You have to be able to measure the problem. Yes, but you know, there there is there is no open border. 
Well, that's your opinion. In my opinion, he's opened well, it. Well, well, is, is ice not? Have you heard the people? Is ice shut down? Have you heard are the they people? Controlling the border? Have you heard the people that they're talking to the media? They're saying, "Well, President Biden, uh, President Biden said we had a hundred days to get here, and he'd let us in." He didn't say that. Yes, he did. That's what they heard. And they're all well, wearing. That's what, that's what somebody told them, but it wasn't what Biden said. And he's wearing t- wearing T-shirts. They're expensive T-shirts. Oh, and who gave the T-shirts out? Do you well, know whether that certainly was wasn't Donald Catholic Trump. Group certainly wanted. I bet it was Donald Trump. Or did you think it was uh, Republicans who want to cause a disaster there, so they have something to yell about? Who do? Who do? How do you know who did that? Well, let's have an investigation and find out. Let's open up everything and see. Go ahead. And what if it turns out to be your buddy Biden? No, he I, sent sure T-shirts to the border. To the <laughs> yeah, that's it. Got his, got his logo. Right has now. his, has his logo on it. His logos on him. Yeah, they were supposed to go to the University of California or something, but they actually sent them to Guatemala instead. It's nice and Republicans have something you can yell about because right. that way you don't have to look at so uh, you're not concerned. the Arizona decision on the You're not concerned election. at all. You're not the concerned. The Arizona uh, election decision that maybe Dan should read that. They're making the Republicans pay at least a small percentage of the, of the court costs now. All right, we got another caller, so wrap it up. Okay, well, have fun today. All you right, too. Thanks. Keep it to what you know instead of making things up, though. <laughs> well, I will when you do. <laughs> oh, jeez, here we go. Stand by, Cindy. We'll be right back. If you want to have a fun day, you have to drive a Hyundai. From Sunbury Motors Hyundai. Sunbury Motors Hyundai has 18 brand new 2020 Hyundais that have to go now. now. Choose from seven 2020 Elantras with savings up to 49 Starting at $16,997. 2020 Tucson Sport SUVs have a 56.90 discount and start at $25,740. Hurry in, only two left. One last 2020 Santa Fe with a $6,050 discount was $39,585. Now only $33,535. And there's one last Veloster for only $18,785. Now is the time for big discounts on 2020 new Hyundais at Sunbury Motors Hyundai. Hyundai is still producing amazing cars with a 2000. 21 North American Car of the Year. The Hyundai Elantra. Save 2622 on this award-winning sedan starting at 19823. Now is the time. And Sunbury Motors Hyundai is the place in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza. Sunbury. Welcome back. Are you okay? Yes, I am. <laughs> 1-800-795-9565. Joe banged into the table. Oh, we don't have time for more callers, but we have a caller waiting. Good morning, Cindy. You're on the mark. Thank you so much for calling in. Good morning, gentlemen. Malcolm Gladwell wrote a book called The Outliers, and in that book, it was really interesting, by the way, he described many instances where crises could be turned and were turned by the government or social activism agencies or groups to get the change they wanted. And I perceive what's happening with immigration as just such an event that's being prompted by the government. You know, time and again, they, there are people in Congress, people in the country, who have wanted to liberalize our immigration policy. President Biden has argued for allowing 2 million people. We now allow 1 million people into the country legally every year. He's argued in the past for 2 million people. He believes we should absorb 2 million people every year. And so what better way to create the quote-unquote need to do that than to manufacture this crisis, to create this situation, and then say, well, there's really nothing else we can do but allow 
24 to 26 million people already here illegally to have legal status and then to allow millions of more to pour across the borders. And if they're old enough, they have to register Democrat. I don't know about that. I don't think you can make them do that. But, you know, the fact of the matter is that these 24 million people who are here illegally (coughs) have consumed government services without contributing to their costs. They're not paying taxes. Somehow they muster. You know, the the study they did, one of the uh, facts they used was that they looked at remittances, and remittances are money sent from people within the United States to entities outside of the United States. Something on the order of $6 billion a year, right? So how does a farm worker, how does a low-wage laborer, as they like to characterize these people that come here illegally, how on earth do they save up any money if they're self-sufficient, right, and they're low-wage to mail money home? How do they do that? That's a good question. There must be some shenanigans going on in the U.S. I can't help it. Well, they get they get low income housing. They get government health care. They get all these things. And our government seems to be ignoring who's going to pay for all of this. Well, probably. Yeah, we could admit two million people a year. We know that based on history, that at least sixty percent of them go on government services. Who's who on earth is going to pay for all that added cost? doubling the cost of these programs, doubling it. Unless, of course, you just want to consign these people to the streets, which I don't believe is true. So, you know, in the meantime, all of the ones that are here illegally now who have worked are criminals. They have worked under either a false identification or or worked without identification and therefore not paid all the taxes that a normal American, legal American, or a legal immigrant would have had to pay to do that same job. So you dump another million people, half of whom at least are low-wage workers. How does that impact the low-wage workers? Do well, we know that the more of them there are, the easier it is for the businesses to keep the wages depressed because there's someone go ahead and quit cindy because mark will take your job mm-hmm. you know i don't need you what drives up wages a scarcity of workers forces the businesses and we've seen this we've seen this for the last three years wages have steadily risen why because there's a scarcity of labor mark when you have in the uh the business people on the first friday of every month what's the one thing they complain about scarcity of workers yeah, well, what will happen when the uh, government uh, raises the minimum wage and they throw another $1.3 million of the estimate out of work? It's thank not you. a good idea. Thank you. Thank you, Cindy, so much for calling in. We will Thanks, finish Cindy. that thought tomorrow morning. We'll have open phones at 8.30 a.m. Ben Reichley will be back. Thank you, Joe. Enjoy See you Monday. your retirement lengthened weekend. This is News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury.